Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Hawks Talks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jack Thrum, and joined today by my co-host, Logan Barnes. Logan, how are you doing? Emmanuel quickly is too fucking small. He's too he fucking is. small. He is. We're recording this about, I don't know, like five, ten minutes after the completion of the uh, Hawks and Knicks game three, in which the Hawks did win. Uh, we're back in the win column, Logan. Obviously, a big turnaround from the second court. I mean, the second game of the series, where you know we had that uh, that eighteen point lead, and eventually, you know, kind of blew it going into the fourth. This game, the Hawks, you know, after that first quarter, the Hawks smelled blood, and then in that second half, they kept their foot on their necks, and that was that's the pretty much the story of tonight. That the Hawks did not have the second game was, and also props to. I mean, one of the big things is you know Nate McMillan was catching a lot of heat in game two, you know, for his adjustments, his rotations. He, I would say he he adjusted well he made tonight, adjustments. to all of those. He made adjustments. Uh, it, it's I swear he made those comments uh, in the press just to throw off the Knicks. I swear because he was like, "No, nah, man, I'm gonna keep doing what I've been doing," and then today he did not do what he'd been doing. Like he staggered Trey and Bogey a good bit. Um, we never once saw. An all bench the lineup. Full bench lineup. Um, yeah, that, Tony, that was the biggest thing. Tony for me. Snell did not play. Solomon Hill played, and Solomon Hill made one of my favorite plays of the night. He just pretty much body checked Nerlens Noel. I would love it if he would do that every game because I'm getting pretty sick and goddamn tired of seeing Nerlens Noel and Reggie Bullock and Taj Gibson just, I'm going to say it, thuggery their way. It's not basketball, Jackson. This isn't basketball. They're can playing. We, you, know, you know, if we're not talking about things that aren't basketball, can we talk about that first quarter for a second, Logan? Also, yeah, that was, I that mean, was embarrassing. That is, all right, look, I'm not one of those people, because you know, you know how I feel about foul betting, Logan. It's something that players should absolutely take advantage of to win their team's games. That's every player in the league. Every player should be doing it. I will say, if you're not like, trying to win games, then there's no reason to play. Like today, Emmanuel quickly did the little stopping sort of booty bump floater. He made an and one. I, I, I'm like... As a Hawks fans, you can't be mad. That's something Trey's perfected. I mean, he hit and one. I mean, Ball don't lie. I mean, he did miss a three throw, so Ball did lie there. But huh. that first quarter, the Knicks legitimately took twenty three throws. Like that's not me rounding up or anything. There was twenty on the dot three throws. Just and, and you know, and by the halfway through the second quarter, if you want to know that the that the refs whistle was a bit too much in favor of the Knicks tonight, by one and a half quarters into the game, this is not a fake stat, Logan. Nerland Noel had attempted and made ten three throws. Yeah, that that's not happening. There's something when Nerland Noel has ten three throws in like fifteen minutes of game time. There's something going on, people. Like I, that was beyond me. But obviously, you know, obviously back. It's nice to be back in the win column. I must say, you know, a lot of you know we had some doubts about Nate. You know, we had some doubts about our players, and they all responded well. Gallo responded well. You know, this whole series has been kind of just like super down for Gallo. And I'd say that Gallo played really well tonight. I mean, he hit some clutch shots. He didn't do those stupid top of the key little like ISO position things where he ends up just holding the ball. And Bogey got back on track for the most part. You know, once Bogey got going this game, you know, he started out pretty cold. But once he got going, I mean, he was there the whole way through. On, so, on, a, on a broad level, there's really no player I can think to no, complain about. Not. Like straight. Oh, and Brandon Goodwin was back. On the bench. Was he on the bench? Oh, yeah, good for he him. He was man. on the bench, which, you know, he uh, he's not making the trips to the team, but, you know, he's dealing with that uh, sickness. So I was glad to see him on the bench tonight. He was in street clothes, so you probably did see him. You just probably didn't recognize it was him. Yeah. Uh, that was just, I mean, 
like you said, after the first quarter, the Hawks just were the better team by, I mean, just massive, leaps and bounds better than the Knicks. Um, the first quarter, the Hawks were a better team for that first quarter, too. The, the, uh, the Knicks literally just <laughs> shot an insane amount of free throws. Um, I do believe the free throw disparity at the end of the game was, what, 30-7? to 7? Uh, let me check that for you. I can, I can give you an exact number. Something absolutely like embarrassing there. Um, some of them were just... Re- I All right, will- the Knicks attempted 33 throws. The Hawks attempted 8. That's a 22 differential in play for the Knicks. The Knicks shot 90% from the line, going 27 of 30. The Hawks shot 62.5%, a 5 of 8 from the line. And, yeah, so that that just kind of goes to show you, this game, once again, we say this all the time in the podcast, the Hawks won by 11 officially, it was 105 to 94, one of those games where the score makes it a lot closer than it was, because from the second quarter on, when the refs are up with the knick-knacky fouls for the most part, and like, just decreased how many they were calling, the Hawks put their foot on the on the gas, they didn't let off the whole game, and, and eventually they just put their foots on the necks and they went for the kill. So, straight up through the series so far... The Hawks' issue has been like the third quarter, like the second half of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. We'd lose the lead because we've had a big lead in every – well, I guess the first game, the biggest lead was like 11 early on, so maybe not a big lead. But pretty much every game of the series, the Hawks have had a 10-plus point lead, and they've just sort of lost it. That did not ha- – I think after halftime, the Hawks never led by less than 14 points, except for like at the very end, and they ended up winning by 11. And it's just like – that they just they had I mean for, like first off they just played like they they looked like they cared way way more they did not give up they were clear, clearly feeling the uh, sort of the positive reinforcement from the fans you know the first game and over like a props year. to the fans the fans showed out um you know I, I didn't know if people know this on ESPN and TNT and I guess ABC they're cutting out some of the fan noise but if you're on like Valley Sports or whatever your team's equivalent of uh, your, like, local sports, whatever it's called. Um, they're, they're not doing that. So on, so on my broadcast, I was watching on Bally, you know, for Do, for Bob and Dominique. It was, I mean, the fans sounded good to me. And then, obviously, we got some love on Twitter, our crowd did, for the overrated chance of Julius Randle. So props to the fans as well. I mean, they uh, there was a lot of talk about Knicks fans were going to take over the arena. Didn't see it. <clears throat> Thank you, Jackson, for interjecting. <laughs> well, I just wanted to get that out there. You know, I just needed to point that out. No. Just right in the middle of my sentence, huh? You just you just had to get it. Yeah, up there, no, huh? I I mean you're too small, Logan. I'm gonna do this every time. I'm actually motioning too small right now, so yeah, yeah. Anyways, <sighs> apologies for that, Logan. I I uh, no no I, go ahead. You know, you, I'll hold my L on that one. Yeah, man. But yeah, so I mean, you could just tell the players are feeding off the fans. I mean, I mean these guys haven't played in front of that many fans of their own fans in over a year and a half. I mean, by the end. Capella was with Tumbo wagging his finger after he absolutely stuffed Julius Randle's shot, which we're going to talk a lot about Randle, I'm sure. Trey was getting shit-talking with Reggie Bullock. He pointed at the scoreboard. He said, we're in the A now. I, it was, I mean, you could just tell. Like, the Hawks players are having fun, and literally nobody in the Knicks looked like they gave a shit except for Derrick Rose, which, you know, don't like the guy. Don't like don't like him, but got to give credit to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is the only reason why the Knicks are not going to get swept in this series. Like, straight up, 100%. He's the only reason. So, yeah, man. It, just, it, was, it was good to see all the fans. It was good to see the Hawks just really feed from it. Also, the Hawks shot the absolute crap out of the ball. I think... 60% from three. Yeah, insane. Like, insane. And that's Herder, what made was, up for, Herder was pulling up from Buckhead on some of those shots. I mean... Yeah, that that's what made up for the uh, massive disparity in free throws was the Hawks were... Looking like the Hawks with from the three point shots, so 
I mean, th- th- there's just really not much bad to say. This was a very fun playoff game for the Hawks. It was a very good playoff game. They won by more than 11, at least by how it felt. The scoreboard only says 11. If you watch the game, you would think they won by like 20 or so. Well, maybe if the Knicks didn't get to shoot 22 more three throws than us, the scoreboard would have been a, a bigger story. That's all I'm going to say. It's, that, that was very possible. That, you know, for, for a team who came into this making fun of Trey Young for his three throws, you know, I will say, the Knicks sure do shoot a lot of three throws, Logan. I, I've said this before on, you know... Between this and how many times I've said talent over skill for the Hawks is what matters most, I feel like people are tired of me saying it. It needs to be reset, though. They shoot a lot of three throws, and a lot of them are stupid fouls. It's it's very funny how quickly a lot of um, sort of Knicks uh, narratives are getting destroyed. So first it was like Trey Young foul bidding, can't do without free throws. Trey's had three just magnificent performances, and I think he's totaled 14 free throws over the three games. Total. Nerland's Dwell almost had that tonight alone. Um, Knicks fans said, like, their crowd would be too much. We won a game at the Garden. Knicks fans said they would take over State Farm Arena. That was, like, I, I never once heard, like, any sort of pro-Knicks, like, cheering or anything. I was not at the arena. Um, in other words, Jackson, of course. Otherwise, we would not be podcasting this quickly after the game. But, um, and, like, Knicks fans... <sighs> They're just they're just wrong. They, they, they like they thought we'd be foul baiting, and then you have legitimately Taj Gibson, Nerlens Well, and Reggie Bullock all out there playing like Alec fucking, Burks flopping like fish. It's embarrassing. It's you know Emmanuel quickly just flopping his nasty ass little dangling <laughs> braids, just flopping in the air. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's what just, a what a what an ugly man. What, what an, an ugly absolutely woeful display. <laughs> Also, I just have to say, do Knicks do Knicks fans actually think throwing the the Trey jersey on the Harry Lollipop is funny? That has literally been a joke since 2017 when he was at Oklahoma. Like, I, you would I think they're masters believe. of comedy for that. You would think it's New York. This is supposed to be like the rough and tough, like talk shit, like don't like the exact opposite of Southern hospita- hospitality, right? This is supposed to be New York City, and they're like Trey is balding. Yeah, they said Trey is balding, and they and they're using a four year old meme of a lollipop with hair on it, and they're like swearing they're doing something, and it's like, it's 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 so funny, it's so funny. And meanwhile, there's oh, there's this is another narrative they had uh, going in that Julius Randle was better than. Trey. Dude, I did I send you that tweet? It was in, it was from February. It was a tweet from a Knicks fan. It said something like, "At no point was in during his career was Chris Bosh at his peak ever better than uh, Julius Randle is right now." My God, just like I saw, woo. I saw, I saw a uh, a Reddit post the other day, and this one is not nearly as ridiculous as that. But it was like, "Who's better, Pascal Siakam or Julius Randle?" And in my head, I'm like, "Well, you know." I guess uh, I guess Pascal Siakam never had a season like Julius Randle just had. Pascal Siakam has never had three games worse. Look, than at least he Beyblade spent. Julius Randle, you you know, there's actually a popular song from two New York, New York rappers, Logan. It's by Eric B and Rakeem. You know what it's called? Shook mm. ones, and I think that Julius Randle is the perfect embodiment of a shook one. Julius Randle is shook. As he, hell. He's bad. Like, you he's can just bad, tell. He's cooked. He me- mentally, he's like he has not had to deal with a, a coach game planning around him yet and he does not know what the hell to do and frankly his meme step back shots are not the only shots he can make right now are threes like straight and he has up. to he be wide open catch right. and shoot on those like he it's not like he's just pulling up randomly like aside from like one or two like if he's not wide open catching and shooting from three i'm not scared of julius randall whatsoever it's it's actually insane how much we thought that it was going to be julius randall against the world and it's literally just derrick rose 
doing everything it can to try and not get embarrassed out here. And then every other Knicks player is just embarrassing themselves in one way or another. Julius Randle's looking like he's a scrub, like legitimately just shrinking in the moment, just a complete scrub. We got three guys in the Knicks just playing dirty as hell. I mean, no, we have I'm Reggie Bullock look. at the end of the game pushing Trey Young. You're down by a thousand, dude. Like, and then Trey Young motion. Hey, did you see it, Logan? He pointed to the scoreboard. Mm, I did see that. Mm. Yeah. That that's some Call of Duty trash talk right there. That's what he said. You're double negative. Look at your KD. No, no, take that, take that, Reggie Bullock. And then he looks at the crowd and said, "We in the A now." And Reggie Bullock, he he made a tweet last night or two nights ago. He said, "Run it back in the A. We with the shits. You ain't with the shits, Reggie. You're ass. You're you made one shot tonight." You're trash. If it wasn't for them three it's, throws, this game would have been over at the second half, and the fans would have been le- leaving an exodus to JR Crickets. So I don't want to. I don't even want to hear that, Reggie Bullock. You're 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 not about anything. Julius Randle's not about anything. Julius Randle and RJ Barrett are on their way to China, and the rest of that stupid team's on their way with them because they suck this game. They're not good. If they're not playing like thugs and fouling and trying to injure people, they're not beating us. They are not good at the sport. The only one who is arguably good enough to start on the Hawks right now, it will not even start, is Derrick Rose. The rest of them. I don't want any attachment of them to, my, to this podcast name because they are straight out bombs, Logan. They are not good. <laughs> Obi Toppin is not good. Emmanuel Quickly is not good. If RJ Barrett is your second player looking like this, you need to face the fact oh. that you got lucky this year. We haven't we haven't talked enough about RJ Barrett and how he bad is he's a been. Flat too. out bub. DeAndre Hunter has his man <laughs> beat on defense. Has a beat on. He's pulling up for twenty for for mid range floaters on him. Logan, did you see that? That's ridiculous. If you're letting DeAndre Hunter shoot a mid range floater floater and it goes in, you know what? It's time to go to China. They're gonna be on, they're gonna be on the Guangdong Tigers next year. You know, I'm not even trying to be funny right now. That team was embarrassing to watch tonight. If I was a Knicks fan, I wouldn't have watched that. I mean, you, there's a lot more you can do in New York City, like chase rats around the subway or something. But I would not have watched the Knicks team tonight because they they're, they're just, they suck. And you know, for so much, for a team who always complains about Alfred Payton, y'all looked better with him. That's all, Logan. Just wanted to get that out. I need to get that out. Of my I system. mean, like this. I mean, Reggie Bullock, Julius Randle, all these guys—they're just bench players talking like starters. That that is for real. How it's going? It is. You know, this series is not they're over. Big it's fish in a small pond. They just they, I gotta say it too. Tom Thibodeau does not know what the hell to do. No, he does no, not he, know. No, no, no. Nate McMillan is actually out coaching Tom Thibodeau. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Hawks fan. I'm saying it because it's true. I mean, I mean, Trey Young, his first three games, he's what averaging like 27 points a game and 10 and a half assists and maybe three turnovers. I I think I gotta look up this tweet, but I'm pretty sure I you know you know how those stats are where it's like players with this exact stat line and stuff or like whatever. I'm pretty sure players that have averaged 10 plus assists in like fewer than three turnovers a game, his first playoff series, it's literally Trey Young and Chris Paul. That's it. Like he's he, Trey Young is basically playing like Chris Paul right now, like prime Chris Paul. That like it is insane. And Tom Thibodeau, no idea what the hell to do about. He, he put Cannot. he put Derrick Rose on Trey Young. That was barbecue chicken. <laughs> yeah, I saw the like first couple possessions. I'm like, is Derrick Rose really checking up Trey Young right now? And of course, Trey Young ended the first quarter with like eight and six, and it's just, I did. I mean, I get that the Knicks just don't have per- like if the Knicks had a wing that was like a real defensive stopper, maybe they'd have a little bit better of a chance, but they just don't. And and Thibodeau cannot, like he did a good job in game two getting them to really defend the paint, but besides that, man, they have been not. They've just been confused. Like they don't know what to do. The Hawks have had way better ball movement. 
if I mean again, if the Hawks could hit jump shots in game two, we're looking at a three oh series, we're like smoking cigars right now, we're just like celebrating prematurely. We're, like it's just the Hawks have been so much better this series, better coached, playing better, their stars showing up, the Knicks stars not showing up, the role players you know, haven't always showed up for the Hawks, but they've been showing up more consistently than the Knicks role players. It it's just it's it sucks because this series should be three nothing, but you know what? We'll take it. We'll take two one chance to go up three one and uh, at home and end this shit in New York. Just I mean, can you imagine the shit talking Trey will be able to do? Oh, dude, I'm imagining us winning the series in five, winning it in the Garden. Trey Young takes one last look back to the Madison Square Garden crowd, just waves goodbye, I mean, just for- waves goodbye. Chef's kiss. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could literally be like a Damian Lillard type moment where he just waves. But so much better than that because that was just a lucky shot. He's just outplaying them. Um, it's fun fun stat think, of the day: Julius Randle is thirteen of fifty four in the series. That's a dog water. that's twenty four point one percent. If you are dog water, yeah, no, he's a uh, he's tea water, as the Americans would say about the British. <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah, don't ask. All right, you know, we'll we'll just move on. But I mean, it's just—it's exciting. It's exciting because I mean, that was legitimately just a super fun game as well. There were a lot of really fun moments. Um, the Hawks were absolutely on fire from three. Kevin Herter hit a few shots from Buckhead. Bogey, did you see that one shot where he, he like caught it at his face level and just flicked his? Yeah, wrist dude, and that was a ridiculous. Bogey had the dagger three to end them as well. We'll pretty much end. It. I left my room after that, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I announced the dagger. I said dagger. Walked out of the room. That is. That is one thing where Bogey is just such a pure mechanical shooter. That was like the epitome of catch high, keep high. He just caught it. Like I don't even know if he moved his arms up and get just the shot in the air, and watch was... it go down. Good night. Yeah, and then of course immediately after that, I'm pretty sure the Knicks were gifted three free throws, but it just didn't matter. It just didn't. I mean, I hate to blame the refs. I really do. I really don't like to be that fan because I I do recognize like. It, it goes both ways. Like there, there are definitely some times when the Hawks get generous calls, but tonight, man, the Hawks are playing five against. I mean, I don't even want to count the Knicks players as players. They're playing five versus Derrick Rose and the refs. Basically, I mean, you know, props to Derrick Rose. Legitimately, a good game. You know, I've given you know Derrick Rose some some shit about his off the court stuff, but you know, on the court, I mean, he still got it. One hundred. I, I am I am amazed by his on the court, except like, for when DeAndre those- Hunter's guarding him. It's one of those things where, well, I don't even, I, I like, that ball I haven't paid cooked. attention to. I'm, I haven't, I will say Hunter's done a good job of sticking on Rose, but Rose has been hitting tough shots all series. So it's I mean, we'll let, really we'll, say. we'll let them take those tough shots. But he does hit those tough, he, he is automatic in the mid-range. It is, I will say, I knew the Hawks were going to win tonight when I think like midway through the fourth quarter, Rose missed a pretty open floater. Like it rolled off the rim and I was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> we good. If Rose can miss that, we're, we're, we're going to be all right. And yeah, I mean Derrick Rose, he's uh he's playing like 35, 40 minutes a night and he's basically backpacking their offense on you know, his 32-year-old like, injured knees. Yeah, like so. two times torn ACLs, like that man's giving it his all. I mean, it's it's, so, it's commendable he, he, really. It is it is, you know, it's admirable. Uh once again, not a huge you know, I, I've made my jokes about the off-the-court stuff, but on the court, he is the only reason why the Knicks are not going to get swept. Okay, so, so in other NBA news, the, the the Dallas Mavericks started this game up 28-4. to It's now – oh, uh-huh. no, it's it's 32-31 to at the end of the first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, I know this is a Hawks podcast, but I wish I, – I really wish that 
the Trey Lucas stuff never happened because I'd be able to appreciate Luca so much more if it hadn't. Because Luca is fucking incredible. <laughs> like this guy's insane. I don't. He he has another. He he has a whole separate gear in the playoffs, and we can't even enjoy it because everyone was just being such a fucking annoying dick for the last three years about the Luca Trey stuff. So I don't even want to give him his props. Give him his props. But, I mean, Luca's good. Trey's good, and we're winning our series. They're doing good against the Clippers. You know, we're out here. You know, we're do- we're dealing with our stuff. We're, we're beyond that, Logan. You know, we're beyond. We've reached a level, Logan. There's levels to this NBA shit, you know? And here's where you go. We're, you have the bottom level where you're rooting for your team to lose intentionally. That's where, like, teams like the Pistons and the Thunder are at, okay? Then you have the that's next like level. A, yeah, that that's the yeah. poverty level. Like, that's like the, that's like as that bad as it gets. When you're rooting for your own team to lose, that's as bad as it gets. We've been there before, so that's I like say the, that. That's like the Thunder. Like, they're literally yeah. upset that they won. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, we, we have SGA to kind of cope with it, but in reality, they're hoping they lose. You have your next level, which is, like, teams that are, like, need to blow it up, so they're just constantly either in denial or saying they can make the playoffs. The Kings are in this one. The Pacers are in this like one. Like the Pacers. Yeah. The Kings. Yeah. Here you go. You have your next level, which is just teams that are bad, but they still kind of win a few games here and there, so they get their fans' hopes up and crush them. You have, like, the Wizards. You have, like, the uh, the Spurs. I mean, there are probably a few more. And then, and then you have the playoff teams. Okay, look. As soon as you get to the playoffs team tier of like teams who are like guaranteed a playoff seed or higher, you know, then there's more levels to this. But I'm not going all the way up there. Look, whenever you're debating about who's better between two rookies who are traded from each other, you're you're at you're at two of the bottom levels. Okay, you're not winning enough mm-hmm. games. You're you're at the two bottom levels. That's just how it goes. So you know, no reason to debate Luke or Trey. We're dealing with our stuff in the playoffs. I, I'm not worried about what's going on in the West. You know, the wild, wild west is a Westford thing, you know. I'm only worried about what's happening uh, east of the uh, Mason-Dixie. That's real. Real, no. I, <laughs> I only I only care what happens, you know. I think Trey Young's one of the best hoopers this side of the Mississippi. Oh, I mean, Trey Young, I feel like this playoff run, I mean, who knows how the rest of the – I mean, these first three games, Hawks fans, I think, should be like, exhale – He's our fucking superstar. Like, don't even worry about it. This guy. And I get, again, the Knicks do not. Like, maybe the Knicks would be doing a little bit better if they had, like, a Paul George-type defender on the wing. Or, No, I mean, the Knicks would be good if they had God, of course. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just, Trey's offense clearly translates to the playoffs. He, everyone should have known. Of course, some of, some of the media dorks don't really want to give him his props. Trey is a pick-and-roll maestro, and he has been since, like, two months into his rookie year. Um, and he's proven more and more that he's able to reliably get what he wants to get in isolation. He has, one, like, what are your – do you think he's a top-five handle in the league, top three? I think I'd comfortably put him third as a handle, like his handle in the league. Dude, I mean, and, I mean the way he, he was – I mean, the Knicks were sitting like uh, double teams and traps at him. He was dribbling through them, and he's slicing through them, without a doubt, homie. It, it's he makes everything he does just looks so easy and smooth right now. Yeah, I mean, it's so clean, dude. He's, that skip he's not pass he had to anything. the corner to Bogey, I believe. I mean, my lord. Yeah, literally just another maestro type performance from Trey. I I, I don't know how Thibodeau is going to adjust. I don't know what else he can do other than literally send as many traps and double teams as he can. Like I don't – look, remember before when we did our playoff preview podcast about the Knicks, I was like, I don't know if we can stop Randall. 
I think we just have to hope to contain him. I mean, the Knicks might. I mean, the Knicks need to take that approach to training. There's no stopping him without sacrificing three pointers. Because you know, you can look at the 60 percent as a fluke, which it you know it's 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 higher than it should be. But also, a lot of those shots are wide open. I mean, these guys were leaving Kevin Herter wide open in the corner, and and that guy that that guy got something woken in him. Knicks fans apparently were like yelling at his family and stuff. Apparently, his family was actually walking down the street after the game in Hawks gear, and they were getting like harassed and followed. I mean, luckily, you know, they weren't in any like physical harm or anything. But so. Hey, that that woke something up and hurt. I mean, that guy was pulling from thirty feet with vengeance today. I mean, he might he might need uh, to stare down the. I mean, the Knicks bench was into it at first. They got stared down at one point by uh, Capella. I mean, come on, man. And that finger wag by Capella, that's just beautiful right there. That's the that's beautiful. He did it to the crowd. They're loving it. I mean, you know, we're, if I say this that's Capella knowing his audience for real. That like, is that's Capella just I mean, knowing. You know, we're getting you know this game after the second quarter, after the first quarter win. You know, every foul was going the Knicks way, and we had Nerland Noel going to the line like a hundred times. You know, per minute, Th- this game turned into us getting our highlights ready for when we play the Sixers next round. I mean, straight up, it was like a highlight factory. Um, no pun intended, even so though fun. that is what State Farm Arena is. Yeah, of course. It was It was so fun. Um, it, it was a fun game. Very fun game. And, uh, you, oh, the, did you I see just, that I video just, when Hawks fans were walking down the stairs and they were, like, chanting at Knicks fans and stuff? And, oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. The city, I didn't see that. Oh, I'll send it to you right now, and you can watch it whenever. I mean, they're walking down the stairs. They're chanting at people. I mean, they're having a whole bunch of fun. We got a whole – we have a gaggle of men out there just yelling at the Knicks fans. Come on now. You got to love that. You know, we, we have – just a beautiful scene in Atlanta. A very good win. I don't feel I, I don't feel like anything else can be said about that. You know, props to everybody on the team, but there's nobody tonight that I can literally discredit, uh, you know, on the team. You know, even Nate, who people... Grandparents, at Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard... You're more than just an investor. You're an owner because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Envision a world with zero crashes, zero traffic congestion, and zero emissions. We call it the all-electric future, and Chevrolet is on the path to get there. Plug in and get ready to charge ahead with us as we continue our journey in the all-electric Bolt EUV, pairing bold design with brilliant technology to offer a driving experience that is simply electric. Learn more at Chevrolet.com slash Bolt EUV. Well, you know, we're worried about into the future of this. I mean, if he was just saying that to throw the Knicks off, I mean, it fucking worked. I mean, Bogey and Trey were staggered. I mean, you never had a full bench lineup. Blue Will played good tonight. I mean, he's a guy who had a terrible game last game, and he played very well tonight. I mean, so. He did what he needed to do. He did so what he needed to do. He got a wide open three in the corner and looked at the crowd. I mean, you got to like that. that. That's the underground goat right there. That's the mayor of the city. The will of him. I, I just wanted to, we briefly mentioned him. I wanted to give Herter some serious credit. He has grown so much as a player this year that, like, I remember early on I was saying, man, the Hawks are going to get priced out on Kevin Herter and we're just going to have to trade him or something. I think it's going to become a really high priority to keep Herter, especially if Reddish never takes off. Herter's, like, legitimately becoming a, a wing defender that, like, you throw out on the other team's first or second best guard. So, just want to give Herder his credit, man. You know, he's a he's a bench player for us right now, but he's really blossomed into a starting caliber, really good player. So he, he's becoming wanna, a very, very talented player. 
Yeah, and and you always knew the offense would be there in some shape or fashion. Like he he's always he's always been a great shooter. He he's pretty athletic. He's got a good frame. He's got good touch and feel. Um, like around the basket, he's he's developed that mid range. He's always been a pretty good passer. Um, but him stepping up as a defender and just becoming a legitimate like. I don't want to say defensive stopper, but he creates havoc. He he gets a lot of deflections. He gets steals. He's gotten blocks. He he's put on Derrick Rose a couple of times. He's gets put on Alec Burks, who's legitimately like <laughs> the Knicks' second best option right now. It, yeah, and it's just you know just wanted to give give Kevin Herter his props, man. I, I he's gonna be an RFA up in a whenever the season is over for us, just like Trey and. Fingers crossed, and we can sign him to a deal. Hopefully, because, I mean, hopefully that dude gets his money because he deserves it. You know, I want to bring him back. Oh, he, he's getting paid for sure. Before, I like I, before are, did I was like, eh, I don't know. Like when you start paying guys like Herder, I mean, you know, you you kind of you kind of set up a. I mean, you kind of start doing something you may not want to do. Like you may be paying guys too much. You might, you know, you know how it goes in this league. But Herder, we definitely need him back. He's been he's a key contributor, and I mean, I really do respect the fact that obviously, you know, there was some. Uh, there was some thuggery last night, or the our last game against the Knicks, and I mean Herder responded well to it. I mean his family was harassed, man. He went out there, he said, "I'm about to put y'all on the ice pack real quick. I'm pulling from Buckhead. It's from 35. It's good." <laughs> yeah, the Hawks. The Hawks have been. Uh, this has been such a public ser- like the Hawks went from the super underlying, just sort of like not very commonly talked about team, to now we're playing the Knicks, and, and we're the villains. That happens is. Just- is a, yeah, we're we're like Trey the, the Joker, baby. <laughs> I don't get it. Like literally, he's just being antagonized, and he's just responding. I mean, Trey Young like, did he told the fuck himself? You know, they're telling him he's balding. They're they're you know they're just doing all types of stuff. But I mean, they're just they're just they're just looking. I mean, he's just smiling at them, and then he's going out there I'm and just, torching his team. He's frying them. He's got them in the deep fryer. Not even batter them up. Send them to the line. I just I'm proud of the guys for like not stooping to the like pretty much the the like ways that Taj Gibson and Nerlens Noel have been playing. Like I'm our team composure is a one. Like we literally just sent uh, Solomon Hill out there for like three minutes. Like yo, just go body up Noel. Show him like we're not letting you fuck around anymore. Went up, you know, you do it so that way we don't have to give John an extra foul for no reason. Plus, John, you're kind of skinny anyway. You might, you might crumple if you try to, you try to check up Nerlens. So we just sent Solo. Wait, and- Solo goes in there, harasses Alec Burks, and then goes and like hip checks Nerlens Noel. I mean, come on now, you gotta love that. Yeah, and, great. and then there was also I, I hope, a great ball I, movement possession, and then he uh, clunked to three. But you know what? It was worth it. That's Solo, baby. That's Solo. That is the but, that is a Solo experience. I, I, I hope Solo plays in every game this series for like five minutes, three minutes. We literally just, just need him to, to come in for like 15 seconds, hip check someone, get... I mean, Kevin I mean, Herter got a flagrant tonight. When does that happen? I'm not I'm not trying to like say I want Solo to like hurt somebody. I'm not saying that. But we need somebody physical to just like... We need an enforcer, Logan. We need a goon, you know? You played Pretty hockey before. In, you were In some of the hockey stories you told me, it kind of seemed like you were the team's goon, respectfully. Yeah, yeah. When I was when I was too bad, like I wasn't very good. I was the goon. See, so, I mean, we that solo. I mean, solos, um, uh, past the rainbow part of his career, and I mean, he's out there. He's <laughs> he's making plays for the team. I mean, we have Nerland Noel falling down because he got got hip checked by Solomon Hill. I mean, that's beautiful. By by like a the six foot six Solomon Hill, and Nerland Noel is a seven foot uber athletic 
Lank, like, whatever, man. Can I'm we just, talk about this Nate McMillan so, Nate McMillan on keeping um, one of Trey or Bogdan can, on the floor at almost all the times. I study my film can, every night. The tape told me a lot of things. Beautiful. Okay. okay. You good? Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, moving on to Nate. I mean, the adjustments are there. There's a lot of doubts coming into this game three. You know, game two, Nate left a lot to be desired to some fans. I didn't blame Nate, Nate personally. I blamed the players in game two. Game three. A master class of coaching. He had Tom Thibodeau on the ice on, with this one, Logan. This, this you you've heard the song "The Heart Part Four by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I'm assuming a, you a, have. That's a deep reference, but yeah, yeah, it is. No, are you familiar with the part where he says, "My next album, the whole industry on the ice pack"? That was Nate McMillan. Except that the next game, he had Tom Thibodeau on the ice pack. I mean, he went. He, that was a that was a master class. I mean, he he had him right where he wanted him. Like you're saying, that boat, that that boat, that quote. That was about Bogey, where he said he he grinded the the tape and that he saw that he needs to stagger Trey and Bogey more, and he did. He he made an adjustment, and safe to say it paid off. I also like uh, I saw I think Jonesy tweeted this on Twitter just now, and I agree um, with Thibodeau starting Rose. It gave Hunter a really good matchup, and they, and like it sort of took away the Knicks bench advantage, which was a big thing through the first two games. Was yeah, that, we I think we had more bench points than the Knicks tonight. We for sure did today, absolutely. So it was big. It was big. We were able to just sort of that was that was just I mean, nice when when it was the benches. You know, most of the bench first, most of the bench. We like lost no ground, if any. Um, can we talk about one of my favorite bench players, Logan? He actually had a good performance tonight. Um, I, I I know you don't want me to do it, but I'm doing it anyways. Are you going to talk about a Congo? He did, dude. The, that block he had, that was impressive. Did, that was good stuff. Good, he did have a good little sequence. He still, he still did grab the rebound, which is kind of funny. That's sort of been a Congo no. staple so far, but he had a big block. So, yeah, man. No, that block, was, that, that whole possession where, like, he forced uh, Randall. I mean, who was it? Yeah, it was Randall and Gibson, I believe. It was him and uh, John, I want to say. Maybe, no, it was him and Gallo. I mean, they're down there banging with Gibson and Randall, making a miss. I think they got like three offensive rebounds, which is kind of funny. I mean, uh, Kongu couldn't grab it. Gallinari couldn't grab it. They missed them, and then they got a shot clock violation, and then the refs kind of walked it up. They gave the Knicks a ball back with like 14 seconds left, and then they missed a shot, so ball don't lie. It all kind of worked out for us. But yep. what a what a good sequence for a Kongu tonight, a guy who these past two games has, you know, out of everybody looking green on the team, absolutely a Kongu just looking extremely green at all times. You know, he, I mean, truthfully, at times he's looked like he shouldn't be there. And I mean, tonight he was like, "Hey, I'm here. You know, I'm ready to play." You know, Nerland Noel, obviously, Nerland Noel is 100. percent I actually read that on Twitter. He's like 60, percent but he's still playing. So he props to him for playing through that pain, but it's definitely hurting their team. Nope. But they also don't have any. No props to him. Fuck Nerland Noel. You're gonna I give mean, props to the guy that slew footed Trey Young. Come on now. Yeah, you know what? You know, I, I forgot about that. I, I like to give props to anybody, but you know what? Fuck Nerland Noel, homie. Hold that L. Exactly. Hey, a Kongu had a, a Kongu had him on the ice tonight. Exactly. For real. How are you enjoying the seventy million dollar contract, Nerlens? Huh? How are you enjoying it? Facts. Huh? Facts. Hey, hey, Reggie Bullock, you still with the shits, homie? You, you still with the shits, <laughs> with homie? The shits I don't think you are, dog. Man's gonna go to the American I, I, Deli and get the tiniest wings imaginable. Fucking suck it. Oh. No, you're so, you're back on the American Deli hate train, huh? I don't hate it. You know, it's the, good food. It's just I mean the the, the Knicks need to make everyone but Derrick Rose. I mean everyone but Derrick Rose should walk back to the team hotel, and then Derrick Rose should be allowed, allowed to ride the team bus. But everyone else, you got to walk. For sure, Derrick Rose is uh, Derrick Rose is the only one that should get any like the rest of them should just. I don't even know. I, I don't want to go too far, but Derrick Rose just yeah. I mean I don't want to go too far either. But I mean they're just they're an embarrassment to the city. I mean uh, also. 
props to the Atlanta fans. Some fuck New York chants tonight. I like it. I like it. I mean, come on now. That's beautiful. I just. I mean, that's beautiful. I just don't get the gloves. The gloves are taken off game one, so I don't. I don't care. If I we mean, the glo- Hey, hey! Like someone told me, my Knicks fans told me this. He said we've been punching up our weight class all year. What's stopping us now against the Hawks? Hey, you're, you're about. You're facing a heavyweight in Trey Young, and he's about to knock your ass out in five games. That's what I said the, then. That's what I'm saying the, now. The six foot heavyweight heart of a lion, Trey Young. Just it's. I mean, he's pointing at the scoreboard. He's saying, "Win the A now." I mean, Reggie oh. Bullock. Put Reggie Bullock's pressed. He's a shook one. He was shook then. He looked into the eyes of Trey Young and saw death himself. And his only option was to give him a middle school, grade school level push. Come on now, that's beautiful. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the tweet the other day from Draymond Green, who was like, "Finally, the the world can see that Trey Young is one of the league's biggest shit talkers." I love it. I love. It's I don't funny. care. I'm glad I know that now. That's yeah. beautiful. I mean, he. They, all right, well, you alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast. First thing that you actually said was uh, that Logan. Can we please talk about the two the two small celebration? Come on now, that that's just beautiful. Apparently, I mean, he, apparently, quickly did that to him in game one. Well, no, quickly did do that to him in game one. I mean, Trey got him back with it. He hits the floater on him, goes back. He does the two small celebration. I mean, that's beautiful. And the irony in that, because guess what? Emmanuel quickly is actually three inches taller. Quickly's too small. Quickly is just like a. Too small. Hey, it's not about it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the heart. And Trey Young, he has more heart than any of you. He's going out there. He's getting spit on. He's getting, you know, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't put it. it I wouldn't put it beyond Knicks fan to use some racial slurs against Trey Young at this point, respectfully. Okay, not it, really. It though. ain't Utah or Boston. I don't. <laughs> look, look. The way Utah fan been acting, we might need to relocate that franchise. Apparently, they said something to John Morant said about sorry. cat putting a nickel in fact. Like what? Free D Mitch, man. I don't bring him to Atlanta. Free D Mitch. He, he... Hey, free D Mitch. Go Bear can stay. <laughs> All right, and now I'll be providing uh, the next thirty minutes of podcast will be a graph of why Rudy Gobert is the best player in the league. Thank you. Oh, uh, the Knicks shot 35% from the field tonight. Yeah, they were, they got locked out. The Hawks defense was phenomenal today, straight up. There are definitely a few Had them ca- on the ice pack. There, there are definitely a few cases where they got a little foul happy. Like, not all of it was the refs being bad. Like, the Hawks did legitimately commit a lot of fouls. But, um, like, even with when, – when a third – like, a third or, like, 25, 40, 30-ish percent of the other team's points come from free throws – you know your defense did good for the most part in the playoff game. Like, it was a phenomenal defense. Like nobody that I can think of really hurt us on defense. Derrick Rose kind of just Trey Young had a uh, had a block at the rim. Well, I don't. I guess it's a steal technically, but I mean, yeah, Trey Young. Come on now, Trey Young wasn't bad on defense. I mean, I mean everyone was playing hey, pretty well on defense. He went hard enough. It's a block. Oh my gosh, Paul George is going off right now. What the hell? Yeah, it looks like the the. Clippers woke up a little bit. It's they're such a weird team, man. I don't even know. They're such a Kawhi seven of seven, two from two from three, sixteen points. Paul George is ten of twelve, two from two from three, twenty two. I mean, also the geez. the Celtics might win <laughs> somehow. The Celtics are looking like they're gonna win a game. I mean, a lot going on in the NBA tonight, but there's one constant, and that's that when real basketball beings played, the Hawks are whipping the Knicks' ass. People, a good old Southern beatdown. Welcome to Atlanta. Okay, Paul George is, is actually going crazy. Ten of twelve. Damn. That's so fun. I actually saw Mavs fans had a piece of paper of like things to chant, and one of their one of their chants was "Pandemic P." So it's kind of ironic that that sucks. Then that, that sucks. That, hey, hey, I, I want him to chant that now. Then now he's literally uh like put 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 up twenty two points on twelve shots in the first half. So that's just kind of funny, but that that looks like it should be a fun game. Clippers, Look, Clippers, we need the Clippers to get back into it. 
I would, I would, I would agree. I don't want to. I don't know. You know, I want to try. I, don't, I, don't I want to like, try to get that first playoff series one before Luca, even if it's literally by a day, even if it's literally by two hours. Just want it to happen, you know. Just, just sort of like how we can say Trey Young's been an All Star. Uh, well, not anymore. <laughs> can we talk about how not Randall's being guarded by Gallinari half the time and he's still not scoring? I mean, it's not even the scheme. I mean, Randall's obviously just out of it at this point. He he's cooked. Randall's just again. If it's if it's not a three pointer, he's useless or a free throw he's useless so good for randall man he's he's you know he's showing up big at the biggest moments you know showing up in msg showing up on showing up when it matters there you go hey and then him and john collins had some words at like the very tip off of the game there's some issue with the clocks that was funny by the way i mean glad they got that sorted out that was ridiculous though but it was funny in hindsight and him and john collins and the knicks bench had some words and once again whenever the knicks or their fans start talking that shit logan it doesn't go well it just does not I just I saw a Knicks fan that <laughs> was like every time Trey talks shit we we come back better. It's like it's like I, 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 how unself aware are you? Because like Reggie Bullock pushed Trey and Trey was just like pointing at the scoreboard and we're like we're in a. That's not Trey talking shit. That is Trey responding to being pushed by Reggie Bullock, who's just mad that he's a worthless ass role player on a team that's getting their ass beat. It's like you know whatever man. You know the one thing I've learned. New Yorkers, Knicks fans, they just they think the world revolves around them, man. They they did they just got this superiority complex. They got this god complex and look what look what you're not god, bro. God is a 6 foot, 170 pound, balding Soaking 20 wet. balding 22 year old from Norman, Oklahoma, damn it. That's who God is and he's hentai fucking your team. So deal with it. Deal with it. I mean, y- I wonder if the New York mayor is going to talk about playing real basketball anymore. Yeah. I wonder if he is. Yeah. I don't think Shout he is. Shout out to Mayor de Blasio. I, I, he, he, I think he's pivoting to the though. Nets, even if they lose to the Celtics. But Cuomo and Derrick Rose got a link up. They got a lot in common. All right, I'm sorry I had to say that. You know what? That's just brutal. Dude, Randall's 13% from the field tonight, my lord. He was awful. It was. He was so bad. He was... I, I don't know how many different ways we can say it. Julius Randle is playing legitimately the worst series I've ever seen a star, a quote star play. Like, this is, obviously the leverage is a lot less than Julius Randle is not LeBron. But, like, this is a LeBron 2011-esque choke job, straight up. Like, this is just bad. It helps that Nick McMillan has really schemed well around Julius Randle and also getting Hunter back helps. But this is this is bad. This is embarrassing, so... Hey man, sucks. Sucks to be Julius Randle, I guess, you know. You're I, I just I don't know, man. It's just It's just hey. He's cooked. Also, Alfred Payton's mom had a funny tweet. Did Alfred Payton even like, play today? No, he didn't. Well, it was, she responded a f- couple of minutes ago. She responded to the Knicks uh, tweet, and she was like, uh, where they announced the starting lineup, and obviously Derrick Rose started over Alfred Payton. She said, how'd that work out for you? So that team's going through it right now, dog. <laughs> I mean, credit to his mom. I want my mom supporting me. If I play that bad, I mean, if I start podcasting that bad, I'm going to need my mom to get on here and be like, yo, how'd that work out for you, Logan? Check those views, homie. But shout out to Alfred Payton's mom. She, she, she straight up said, how's that working out for you? After Jeez. they lost, I mean, Lord. I mean, I get that's Alfred Payton's mom, and she's just being a mom, you know. She's just standing up for her child. But if the Knicks could play Alfred Payton more, I would love it, love it. I mean, they should give I mean, I don't they should care give they ten of there. Derrick Rose's minutes to Payton at least for sure. I don't care. I mean, they can get they can send anyone they want after trade. Just don't send anyone they want back. Damn. 
Damn. I mean, hey. I mean, Randall. Randall tried it. He tried it tonight. He got he got his ass cooked, boy. He did. <laughs> Good night. That was a. I mean, we can we talk about the alley oops this game? What a what a just a phenomenal shot. I mean, we literally look better on our dunks tonight than John did in the dunk contest in 2017. I will like like, like straight up. Uh, we we haven't talked about John Collins. John Collins had a very good bounce back game. I mean, a very good bounce back game, 100. percent Um. Uh, referring to those alley oops, the one he had a couple, I think two alley oops. One of them was like on Nerlens Noel's head. He he goaltended it, but it you know counted anyway. And John himself threw two alley oops in the fourth quarter, both to Clint. It was like two out of three possessions. It was like damn near the same play. John just threw up a perfect oop to Clint Capella. So that was, that was really fun to witness. I mean, dude, that was. Also, can we talk about that Capella dunk, the one where Trey had Julius Randle in a blender, completely just destroyed him ISOing, and then Trey throws up the lob to Capella, and Capella does the like the little lean flex. I mean, that was beautiful too. Yeah. That that stuff that goes straight into the the playoff hype video. Oh, for sure. This game was a highlight field or highlight reel, just like compilation. The second half was for the Hawks anyway. So, hey man, it's uh, it was a fun game. It's uh, it's really fun that the Hawks were able to win by double digits. Finally, Th- we finally won a game by an amount that felt like we should have won by. Like like we played like we beat their asses, and I'm glad we didn't win by like seven points. We, you know, eleven is not a huge margin, but it, it is nice that the scoreboard at least kind of reflected how well the Hawks played, uh, especially in the last three quarters. Can I say it, Logan? I think I can officially say it. This series, Julius Randle has had a horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> Trey Young has went out there every single night, pulled that motherfucker out of his ass, and beat him over the head with it. Jesus. Just beautiful. Okay. Just absurd. I mean, he also, whenever he shoots, he also does kind of look like he has a horseshoe up his ass. So it kind of just all it works for a bunch of different reasons. Mainly because he's bad at basketball and is a fraud. And then RJ Barrett's just also bad at basketball. But hey, maybe next year the uh, Chinese Basketball League will gain some viewers back whenever, you know, those two are over there. Calls if, you know, it, Randall's on his way there next year, and I can't imagine that RJ Barrett's too far behind because <laughs> Wu Lad. RJ Barrett's literally been benched three times this series, and uh, just, you know, we've only played three games. So he's a perfect 100% when you consider uh, anything but shooting, defending, and, well, if you consider everything but um, just shoot, uh, just getting benched, and he's not shooting 100%, but getting benched, 100% shooter. Props to him. I have to say, like, Obi Toppin was playing with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I Like, my mind was blown. Tom just benched, like, damn near everybody. Randall had four or five fouls, and he was playing like ass, so he didn't play. RJ played another awful game. He didn't play. Alfred Payton just didn't even touch the floor. He was, we put him in the dirt, son. We put him in the dirt. Trey, put him in the dirt. <laughs> it's just, it's, you know. We need we need we need we need two more wins and we have all the momentum in the world again. You know this wasn't a game that we had to scrape by and win by two points because Trey hit a last minute or last second floater. This is a game that everyone was just playing well. Everyone was working well together. The defense was swarming. The offense, you know, it ebbed and flowed a little bit at times, but the offense did what it needed to do. So feeling good, feeling really good going into game four, which is like less less than two days away. yeah, we're going to be playing a 1 p.m. game on Sunday, which bodes well for us because I don't know if Derrick Rose will be able to recover that well in that short amount of time. There's no three-game resting for the Knicks anymore. So, I mean, also not for us, which you guys both plays, but, you know, we're we're a younger team. Anyway. Well, most of our guys are younger, so. 
Works for me. Hey, I'll take that. Credit to uh, DeAndre Hunter. We didn't talk about him other than when I went on that whole tirade, you know, just kind of like shitting on the Knicks and saying like RJ Barrett suck. Credit to Hunter. He's played. He played a phenomenal game tonight. His defense was good. Offense was good. I mean, he's he's giving us what we want, and that's obviously so important. So just shout out to Hunter. You know, I didn't I didn't feel like either of us did that uh, enough today. So I just wanted to do that. Yeah, man. Hunter played well again. He's uh he's not doing anything flashy. He's not, you know, in the regular season he was over politics. There you go. In the regular season he was scoring a lot. I think he was averaging 16 or 17 a game. He's not getting quite there, but we just haven't needed him to. He's hit a couple of very big threes. He had a he had a three in the second quarter that was super big. It just sort of was like it was sort of that, just that like pushed the momentum hard for us. Yeah, and that, that should have been, been a four-point play. Yeah, it should have been a four-point play. It was like really putting the your foot down on the next net neck and that was also a really cool three. It was like a rainbow. He had to get it over the defender, and it just splashed. So it's beautiful. I mean, he's very clutch. Like the the ice in his, you know, the ice in his veins. Whenever he's like shoot, I mean, whenever he's you know putting up these shots and just killing him every time. So it's just uh, everyone played well. Really, no complaints here. So is what it is, man. He just just a good game. I'm gonna enjoy it. Tomorrow, gonna enjoy a nice stress-free Saturday, because then Sunday afternoon you gotta wake up early and gotta hopefully watch the. You gotta go right back to it. It's right back to the fun. Yeah. But you know, I will say this: this series has been legitimately fun to watch on account of us just, you know, we're just kicking their asses. You know, most of the game, and except from like the second half of the second game. I mean, all the other times, it's someone's getting their head beat by a horseshoe. Yeah, and it, usually it's Trey Young doing the beating. Like I said, this this series should be three zero, but it's not. That just means we can win it in MSG. So hopefully that's what happens. And at this point, I'm starting to think it maybe what happens because Julius Randle. Look, we go into that game five against the Knicks, went in their stadium, waved goodbye to their fans, and, you know, dodge rats out of the city as we get back to the airport so we can get out of that shithole city. Good with me. <laughs> yeah. Hope our guys make it back safe. I got I got one. Not la- even because, you know, well, criminals, but because uh, rats. Yeah. I got, I got one last thing uh, I want to I say, and then I'll, I'll be good to wrap up. But Mike Conti had a tweet. Um, the Hawks had one free throw, and that was that technical free throw because Reggie Bullock pushed Trey Young at the end. In the final 22 minutes and 59 seconds, one free throw. And basically the whole Didn't second half. Didn't even need it. Didn't even need Still it. Still won by 11. If, if, the refs, if the refs even care to like show up and have an even remotely like even officiating game, uh, th- this, this series is on ice. So, yeah, man. That, that's all I got to say. I'm just I'm – just, it was a great game. It does. Um, you do you have anything else you gotta say before you want to start wrapping things up? Just shout out to all the Patreon and all our listeners. We appreciate y'all. That's I it. mean, playoffs very big time for us. You know, every game there's a new Hawks Hawks episode, which is beautiful. You know, always fun to do these. You know, kind of recap games. You know, it's always good when the Hawks win. You know, not the best when the Hawks lose, but episodes are gonna keep coming. So, thank you for listening to episode number forty six of the Hawks Talks podcast. If you'd like to follow the official Hawks Talks Twitter account, get at us on there. It's at h o H-O-X-T-A-L-K-S. You can go in there and follow us there for episode updates and anything else that Logan might tweet. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes he'd be on his creative grind. He'd be making funny stuff. Sometimes he's just forgetting the passwords to it. Love him, though. That's my guy. Love you, Logan. Um, anything else? Oh, Patreon.com slash HawksTalks. Once again, that's Patreon.com slash H-O-X-T-L-K-S. You go in and sub day with three different tiers, and you can get some, uh, some little bonuses. But also, mainly, you can just go in and support the uh, me and Logan, you know? And that'll do it. So thank you for listening. Uh, see you guys on Sunday. You know, let's go Hawks, of course. Let's get that win on Sunday. Make this a uh, 3-1 series. And we'll see you on episode 47. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a good start to your weekend. Love you. Goodbye.
Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com.